Education. The schooling system was built for a time where once you left school, you would go out and get a job. You know, this was great 50 years ago, but today the traditional educational system is not built for a world that is driven by exponential technologies like AI, blockchain, robotics, and quantum computing. So the large majority of students, at least in my view, are being schooled, unfortunately, for irrelevance. And uh, McKinsey Global Institute study found that nearly one billion jobs, that's an incredible one-fifth of the world's workforce, will be displaced by things like robotics, process automation, and artificial intelligence by 2030. So if the youth of today want to be financially independent and relevant in the future, then an entirely different mindset is required. And entrepreneurship and exposure to exponential thinking and technologies is the best vehicle for making that happen. The only challenge is that this is really if ever taught at schools. The Dreamers Dojo was recently launched by Digital Kung Fu. It is a structured intervention designed specifically for learners and exposes them to the worlds of entrepreneurship, business, and technology. You know, as entrepreneurs, we are sitting on a gold mine of knowledge capital that can be used to inspire, educate, and galvanize the youth around the idea of financial independence through entrepreneurship. And mentorship is an essential activity that we can and should offer in our own unique way. Off the back of an article on Entrepreneur Mag that was published last month with the title, How Matt Brown Quadrupled His Business by Becoming a Niche Player, I was invited by a Johannesburg-based school called Grace Trinity to come and share my story and explore with them face-to-face the realities of a post-educational world of entrepreneurship and business and what I've learned in building digital kung fu into the best tech startup in Africa. What you're about to hear is the interactions that I had with these students. They were about 16 years old, all girls, and they're all studying business at Grace Trinity. This was a Q&A session, and I hope that this little interaction and these insights will inspire you to mentor more South Africans and more people around the world in your own unique way. If you'd like to get involved with this awesome initiative and the Dreamers Dojo, drop us a line at hello at dreamersdojo.com. So let's get on with the show. Cool. Um, yeah, so look, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. We've, I've started Digital Kung Fu in its current form about 12 months ago. And uh, yeah, we, we were a storytelling production company and we were doing storytelling for any kind of business. So if you were selling cars and you were selling sweets and you were selling shoes and, you know, we'd do work for all of you. Um, and so that, it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't amazing. And the difference really came towards the end of last year when we looked at our kind of client base and we said, well, why are 90% of our clients technology businesses? And uh, when we looked, we spoke to our clients and we looked internally and we actually realized, well, we're built for technology, meaning that the business, while it can service any client in any industry, we're actually built for one and that was the technology sector. So... Any business, like, everybody heard of Microsoft before? Yeah. So they're one of our clients. Uh, first distribution, Africa's largest cloud distributor. And basically, there's all these cool technology products, and that's kind of what we what we specialize in. But it was, uh, as, how many of you read that article? All of you. Okay. Was it any good? <laughs> um, so you enjoyed it. Okay, good. So, I mean, it's kind of what was said in there, really, which is it takes a lot of guts to be quite narrow. And so you feel like you need to be everything to everyone, but when you 
when you are everything to everyone, you're invisible, right? It's like dating. You know, you uh, can't be everything to everyone. You know what I'm saying? You have to actually be very specific about the kind of guy that you date. But um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's as I said, storytelling first, and then what we focused on is lead generation. So that's telling a story so that we get someone to buy into that story, and then as a result of that, generate a lead. A lead is basically, let's just say, um, what's your name? Scar. Scar. Okay. Uh, okay, scam. Okay, scam. Right. So, um, so let's just say you were in the business of, uh, you know, technology, and I got your contact information by filling out a form. That's a lead, right? So then we give that lead to a client, and then they then follow up and actually sell a product to to her, as an example. Okay. So that's the that's the short of it. We're about 14 people. We're based in Johannesburg. Uh, we're opening an office in Austin, Texas, um, in January. And yeah, we've seen 400% growth in the last sort of less than a year. So that's kind of the, the story. What inspired you to start Digital Kung Fu? Uh, you mean this business? Well, I've started nine companies before and then uh, six of those failed. So part of entrepreneurship is that you will fail. Like the thing at school is that they teach you that failure is bad. It's like when you do a test. It's like, no, if you don't get great grades, then, you, then you're not a success. And that's complete and utter BS, right? So in the real world, failure is something you do every day. Like if I haven't failed today then uh, and every, every day, then I haven't had a good day. Do you know what I mean? Failure is part of life. And so you need to get over, I would say, one of the, I got a book coming out later this year. And one of the things is all about failure and accepting the fact that failure is actually sexy. You know, it's not... It's not cool to talk about failure, though. That's what you're taught, right? But actually, you should be open to failure because the more open you are to failure, the more you'll grow and the more you'll learn and the more you'll become better than what you were the day before. It's these, the entrepreneurs that start businesses and then they're successful overnight. And you read this in the media. It's like, oh, you know, this chap started an AI data company, whatever it is, you know. And, uh, and they went from zero to 500 million rand in, you know, three years. And there was no failure. Like, that's kind of what the media creates as a perception. And it's not true. You know, in that three-year period, it's like there's thousands of failures. You know, Elon Musk fails every single day. You know, so does Richard Branson. Everyone, the mo- it's almost like the more successful you, you are is actually directly proportionate to the number of times you fail. Because I can tell you... The people that are billionaires or very like successful people in business, those are the ones that have failed more than the others. It's the it's the entrepreneur who plays it safe and isn't prepared to take the risk and isn't prepared to fail and isn't prepared to like let go of his ego and actually admit that you know failure is actually part of life. It's part of every day, you know, um, and that it's okay to fail. Like that entrepreneur who doesn't do that for himself and doesn't make that choice every day he's the one that winds up broke he's the one that fails six times in business you know and so it took it took a long time to work that out you know um and so that's why it's i'm really that's why i did this sort of thing for you guys today it's just to like let you know that this is the real world you know if you're studying business studies and you're doing economics comms marketing whatever that might be and whatever you decide to do with your lives like failure is inevitable like i like to say like oh my name's matt brown and i'm a failure do you know what i mean because it's true you have to be a failure in order to be a success and that's that's the reality 
Your article stated that saying no in most cases can lead to success. Could you argue that saying yes could lead to more success? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's an interesting question. I like I like it, Savannah. So yeah, I think the the thing is, I said, okay, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to two things: being similar or different. So if you take the creative agency space, so Ogilvy, you know, TBWA, uh, Network BBDO, like all these big advertising networks, Publicis Group. So in any one of those networks, they'll do work for any client in any industry, okay? And so they'll do work for automotive, and then they'll do work for a bank, and then they'll do work for a big retailer, and that's great, right? And you know you have to understand that these networks were built at a time when it was the 1950s and the 1960s, and all you had was TV, right? There wasn't social media. There wasn't the world that we live in today, and there most certainly isn't the world that we're moving into. And that's the world that you're going to inherit. They're like worlds apart. And so at the time, it was fine to be similar. You know, we can kind of just do TV and, you know, like whatever, you know, we're going to do a TV ad. And so what's happened is that media has changed so much. You've gone from one channel to hundreds and now God knows where you're going to go from there. And so similar was fine. But today, similar is not fine. I'll tell you why. Because... You define your business and you define yourself as a brand, like as a map around the entrepreneur, um, you know, in Savannah, the entrepreneur in 2025 or whatever the case is. You define that brand by what you're not, less so by what you say that you are. Makes sense. So it's what you say no to, not what you say yes to. Because everybody falls into the trap of saying yes, you know, because you need to make money. You feel like, well, you know, um, if I don't say yes to this client, then... I'll lose the money and then I won't grow and so therefore the business will fail I will be a failure um, and so by the way those are two different things when a business fails it's not you it's the business that's another very important thing in terms of failure is that when like those six business failures I took very personally I was like oh I'm a failure I'm a failure but it's not it's the business you know businesses fail every day but you don't fail you learn from that and you grow and you you create something else so the similar different argument right also what's happening when you go into the real world and you decide to start a business or whatever it might be even if you go into the corporate space like the the access to technology and tools and services today is unbelievable it really is unbelievable and the price as well i mean you this phone here has got more computing power than uh, jfk had when he put a man in the moon do you know what i'm saying um and that's legit and you've got it sitting around in your in your pockets you know what i mean um, and so, and that's just going to become more prevalent, more cheap, more amazing, AI and, you know, all this kind of stuff, machine learning. And so when everyone's got access to the same tools, then what? When the, when the, living, when the playing field is the same, what do you do? How do you become different? That's the question. And so what makes you unique is you. Like you have a unique set of experiences, you have a unique mind, and that's molded by the conversations that you have uniquely had with your parents and your and your peers and your teachers and when you go out into the real world like that is really what molds each and every one of you to be different and so you have to understand that that difference is only you, you that's the thing that you can own because also in business everything can be copied like when we do a campaign and uh, we go to market for microsoft or whatever other agencies see that and then they copy it so 
what can't they copy? Well, they, can, they can't copy you. They can't copy the culture that you create and the team that you're building. Like you guys, if you were all starting a business, you have a very unique culture. Even if I wanted to copy your product, which, by the way, happens every single day everywhere around the world, especially in the physical space, even in the information product space, is that everything is copyable, right? It's part of business. But I can't copy you guys. How do I do that? Does it make sense? And so you can't really make an argument for saying yes to everything. Do you know what I mean? Unless you change the context. So context is very important. So for instance, if I say yes to every single technology business, right, that's great. But can I scale? Can I deliver on that? You know, can I take a hundred clients on in two weeks? You know, and if I can't do that, my business and my brand will suffer and my team will suffer. Do you see what I mean? So it's always about balancing the, your decision-making, which is ultimately where you're either going to succeed or fail. Why did you turn down those six-figure deals at the time? For the same reason, it's about saying no to, to define our business. Because at the time, we were basically building a huge campaign internally for us to go after the technology space. And, um, and in essence... If we took on that client, the money would have been nice, sure, you know. But if we took on that client, we would have had to stop doing other things. So it's the whole idea of opportunity cost, right? In other words, what is the cost of going after an opportunity, right? And vice versa. If I don't go after the opportunity, what is the cost? And so you're always going back to think about risk, Savannah. It's about making sure that you make the right decision for your business at that time, you know. But yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up, it's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. If you could, despite the statistics, would you change your niche? If I could what? If you could, despite like your statistics are telling you like you should focus on technology, yeah. Things, would you change your niche and what could it be that you Um, yeah, I'd go. I'd change it, sure. I mean, once we've gobbled up all the economics in the technology sector, what's next? You know, remember, there's always the business that you are today. There's always the person that you are today and then there's the business that you're becoming and there's the person that you're becoming, the entrepreneur that you're becoming, right? That's the only truism about life is that everything changes and you will obviously change with that. So, um, but yes, today it's tech, but you know what? Hey, guess what? Things change. You know, when technology is not that hot anymore, then I mean, you know, when we go to uh, open that office in Austin, Texas, we may go and do automotive. You know, or electric vehicles and only service those
customers or engineering firms that serve uh, or build uh, you know components for electric vehicles because by the way the Tesla is just an aggregated bunch of all sorts of products it's not you know they've built a lot of IP and patents in that space and what have you but it's products that they've literally gone and sourced from other places and where they didn't have the product they built it right so but it could be that we could go after that very small niche we don't know you know but that's again that's your choice and so everything is choice you always have so many choices you know so you had a choice to be here today and so there you go thanks for that what's your overall vision for your business and where do you see your business in 10 years time <laughs> 10 years wow okay so that I'll be 50 <laughs> No, no, in 10 years' time, yeah. But uh, no, look, it's a, it's a, I, the thing with business is that you have to think about it differently, right? So visions are nice, but they're like business plans. They're pretty pointless in the real world, you know what I mean? Because the world's moving so fast now. A business plan, by the way, is pointless. A great theory, theoretical exercise, but, uh, but oh, they're telling you to do business plans, are they? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm saying there's value in it in terms of understanding that there's marketing and sales and all that crap. But then when you actually go into the real world, it's worthless. I've started nine companies and and I start did business plans and stuff. And wow, it looks, geez, look how profitable and big this business will be, right? Because I did a Google search and I found that the market size is 10 million or whatever. If I only get 1% of that, that'll be a million rand business or whatever, right? So, um yeah it's not real it's pie in the sky stuff no startups ever met the realities of the market and that's that's where the that's where you as the individual human being <laughs> need to look at what's going on and going well you know that's one percent of that market that i that i thought i was going to get by doing this thing uh i'm not going to get it right so as digital kung fu we've pivoted four times meaning we've changed the business four times in the last three years just to find a space where we feel that we can own it, right? That's the challenge. So it's like a spreadsheet. Spreadsheets will lie. <laughs> You'll go, right, I made 100,000 Rand profit in, month, in January. I'm going to drag that 12 columns across and then I'm going to make 1.2 million. It's not true. Your cost base increases. You need more people. Like my business is capital and, and resource intensive. So I need to continually reinvest all that money in theory back into the business without making any profit in order to see the thing grow for three years. Do you see? So business plans are a great exercise in thinking, but in the real world, it's actually all down to you. And then you don't know, like you think you're gonna sell this product to that customer, but how do you really know? You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. So you have to embrace the fact that you don't know. And then you need to make decisions on a daily basis to see, well, where can I go and make money or not? Yeah, we, we use social media to promote our business, mainly LinkedIn. We stay away from Facebook, don't like Facebook. Facebook's the devil. Uh, selling your data and all this stuff, it's, uh, it's the beginning of the end. Um, yeah, I mean, Facebook had a place, you know, it's connected the world, congratulations, but ethically it raises a lot of questions. Like I got kids, I wouldn't want like your photos like on social media, you don't know what's going on there. You know, um, but uh, but that's a personal thing. In a business sense, I also don't want to be on Facebook because my clients are business people and they sit on LinkedIn, right? So when you look at your platforms, even Twitter, why are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter as a personal brand, so I can comment on, like, I'll take a photo here and tweet and go, hey, I did this cool thing and it's real time. 
but on LinkedIn I want to generate a lead right I want people to come to my website or whatever on Facebook if I'm talking to you about business when you're there to see what your friends did on Saturday night it's, there's a mismatch makes sense so you have to choose your platforms correctly because also if you do go on Facebook and then you do go on Twitter and you do go on LinkedIn what do you have to do you have to sustain the content right and so that means you have to invest all your time you have to invest resource you have to invest a lot of things in order just to have a presence and so your time and your freedom are your two most valuable things like money and currency and all that kind of stuff it's pretty valueless right it's not backed by anything it's just paper that's the reality of the financial system so time your time and your freedom are the two most valuable things that you'll ever own and so in business time is the one thing that we all have equal so whether you Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Matt Brown or anybody else like time is the one thing that everyone has the same you have 24 hours in a day what are you going to do within those 24 hours right and he who executes best will win that's what it's about you know we do we execute harder and faster than our competition that's why we built the way that we are we fast and we we, we produce great work and great results fast speed speed is everything and in the in the market in the world speed is just becoming more and more important it's like the world's changing faster and faster you know um, you know it's just incredible where we're going I don't think everybody anyone really understands uh, even myself being in that world it's just speed is becoming a thing that we all have to deal with it's like what you know today is obsolete tomorrow so you have to continually update your skills and that's why to your point earlier Savannah you have to be niched you have to know if you know you have to be very specific about your knowledge like if you're all studying the same thing you're all the same so why must i choose savannah over anelia makes sense so you have to be very specific and that's what also makes you relevant you know so the deeper you are the more specialist you are like mav's girlfriend brews beer okay that's cool right so so and then i don't know cats i don't know what cats doing but anyway <laughs> But, uh, but specialism wins, right? Because you can have deep knowledge. Broad's great, like business planning looks like this. But business planning for AI or, you know, or whatever it is, blockchain or cryptocurrencies, the deeper you go, the more valuable you are. Even if you decide not to start a business and become a doctor, okay? So artificial intelligence is gonna change the health system they're gonna like robots are gonna come and they're gonna do brain surgery better than a brain surgeon because they've got a steadier arm they can analyze more data in real time as they're cutting into your brain and they can analyze more inputs right there's just a better safer product there's no way that you as a human being can compete with that they're not so brain surgeons will become obsolete in the capacity that they currently are where you entrust them with your entire thing your entire life like that day, those days are pretty much going to change forever and so then you say to yourself well as a doctor what do I do how do I become more relevant right how do I take on the the threat of technology in terms of being relevant and how do I create a life for myself and so you have to be deep so within brain surgery there's it might be a very specific thing related to pituitary cancer right so there's a guy interviewed Richard Wright is only the 118th person to survive pituitary cancer of the brain right it's a very rare form of brain cancer so now in that space then what now you've got a better chance of one being relevant two having more value because you only get paid based on the value that you create in the world right so those things really matter 
So going back to your point on the social media stuff, it's about being careful about where you put yourself because, you know, it costs your time, right? And time is your most valuable resource. What challenges have you faced throughout your journey with the business? Jeez, where, how long do you have? <laughs> uh, challenges, yeah. Um, the, look, I will say this. Business is 80% personal, 20% business. Like you, your, your business will only grow to the extent that you do. You know, it's about, for instance, either you're going to be really overt to failing and, you know, making your parents proud and whatever and mustn't, mustn't make mistakes. Mistakes are bad. You're either going to be that guy or you're going to be, hey, I'm, I'm going to make lots of mistakes as fast as possible. And in the process of that, I'm going to learn and grow faster and add more value. And so you're going to, this guy is doing one of these. He's on a linear right value creation path and he's gonna be salaried and he's always gonna be just over broke and that's what a job means just over broke or you're gonna be this guy who's like well this girl is gonna be like well I'm gonna fail fast and fail as hard and fast as possible and then I'm gonna grow and as my knowledge and my ability to understand things grows my value will increase and so I'll be actually more financially and economically sound as a, as a human being because that's what it's actually about so in terms of challenges with business, it's it's all personal. Like, you know, if if you're my client, Sanya, Sanyana, Sanjana, okay. So um, if you're my client, this is a personal thing. You're gonna give me your money because you trust me. And business is based on trust. Every transaction is based on trust. So you build trust through uh, through communication and by being authentic and being open and by being real, right? Um, and so it's all based on personal relationships in business everything is personal like i know if i lose an if i lose an account something happened along the way because i said something that the client got upset by right but then didn't tell me no one's going to tell you to your face that you suck (laughs) okay they'll tell other people behind your back Um, and so you have to be real with yourself and say that when when you understand that everything in business and in life is personal everything then you understand what you need to do as an individual to change things. You know, you give before you ask for money. Tell you what, you know what, um, Sanjana, I'm going to give you an inside business to business lead generation white paper for free. Value is 20,000 Rand. It's all yours. Even if you decide not to work with me, here it is. Now, what does that create? It creates in your mind, it's like, fine, you know, that guy, that digital kung fu and Matt Brown, like they gave me this cool free thing for free. And it's valued at 20,000 Rand and I found so much value in it. What does that create? It creates the humans, like the, the human need to, to reciprocate. Now, I've given you something for 20,000. Tell you what, can I get a coffee with you just for 15 minutes, just to talk more about what we do? Now, suddenly, you know, she's like, she's like 20,000 and all he wants is a coffee, no problem. But in that 15 minutes of that coffee, I'm selling you a 200,000 Rand project. Do you see what I mean? And so also this is where you can start to scale your value and all sorts of other things, but it's all personal, you know. So in terms of challenges, it's, it's like business skills you can learn, you know, but your decision making and how you deal with failure and how you deal with people and more importantly, how you deal with yourself, <laughs> because like you change so much, man, you know, like, you know, like I, I would say this, don't worry about what you need to do with your lives until you're 30. From 20 years old, or 18 years old, or even from today until you're 30, go and have fun. Go and experience the world because you don't really know what you're about. You won't. 
And the only way that you're going to find that out is by experiencing things, going out and failing, right? And go and fail as, as in as many different countries as possible. And if you're reserved here, wherever it is, go and fail there. Go and, you know, really, because that's where you start to learn about your truth. And you can't build a business based on anything other than your truth, you know? It's more, your probability of success is just a hundred times higher when you know what you're about and you know why you get out of bed in the morning. You know, and I've learned this through my podcast. So I've interviewed like 150, 160 billionaires, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and I always ask them on the show, like I say, why do you do what you do? And not one of them chases money, not one. Not one goes, wow, you know, I really wanted that Ferrari. I really wanted that Lamborghini. I really wanted that beach house in, uh, you know, in Plettenberg Bay, none of that stuff. Their, their why, what gets them out, is all about contribution, you know. So like the, the whole idea of like, no, you start a business to become rich or whatever, that's a lot of BS also, you know. You start a business because you're going to make a difference. But then what difference do you gonna, are you going to make as an individual? And so you have to say to yourself, well, how do I work that out? So one is about failing a lot. And the other one is by understanding that there are many problems in the world education being one of them okay <laughs> um, health like there's just so many problems so what you need to do is you need to pick a problem that the world has and then go out there and solve it and then you need to keep falling in love with that problem every single day because if you don't you're not going to be successful you have to fall in love with the same problem every single day and I can tell you the number of out of a hundred entrepreneurs they're like we're well, gonna go make money like 99 of those will fail yeah the one guy went, I'm going to go out there and solve education. I'm going to fix the environment. I'm going to uh, cure like the, the litter and the pollution in the sea or whatever it is. Those guys and those girls, those are the ones that become successful. Because you know what? Today, the world has changed, right? You can make, you can make a bucket load of money and make a difference at the same time. You can. But you have to choose to make that difference. Because that's the only thing that I can tell you is true is that... You know, the more you contribute to the world around you, the happier you are. You'll find more resources internally within yourself, right? If you're contributing. If you're just chasing worthless paper money, currency, right? What is that? Can't take it with you. Do you know what I mean? And every single billionaire that I know gives back. I mean, who was it? Warren Buffett gave away like of his 52 billion, 51 billion. Bill Gates gave away like started the Gates Foundation with his wife, right? So... This is real. People chase money their entire lives because they're conditioned to think that that's what you need to do. But it's not. It's actually just about making a difference. So every founder or every entrepreneur business owner is has a call to make. So like Mark Benioff, the $6.5 billion net worth, he has this thing called 111, which is you can contribute 1% of your resources, 1% of your, your financial time, and 1% of something else. Uh, and he's trying to encourage all entrepreneurs to do that. For me, it's about growing these guys and the people that work for me. Because as a result of being part of my business and understanding how I think and how I approach business and how I've become successful, that they will then leave. Like, it's funny, like Kat's actually, we had this chat, when was it, two days ago? He's going off to start his own thing. And I was like, bravo. Not like, oh, no, the guy's leaving. and Because I actually encourage people to go out there. But, you know, you have to get find the confidence to do it. And it's a big decision, you know. It's, it goes against everything that you're taught, which is go and get a job. And that's, uh, that's not a, an outcome that I would want for any of you.
what led you or motivated you to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, in essence, just I'm an, I'm unemployable. Eh? I have a problem with authority. I don't like I I don't really like people that much. Uh, you know, I'll take their money, but I don't. You know, I like to hang out with people who I like and trust. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, but in essence, the question really is: Are you born an entrepreneur, or can you become one? And so you'll find this story here is all about the guy who started a lemonade stand. And you were selling like you know yo-yos outside school because it was a cool thing or marbles or whatever. Um, and so you, the, the the truth of the matter is that you, you either are born one, but you can also become one, right? Because through realizing that I was unemployable and I couldn't work for anyone, and I had a lifespan every time I started a job of about six months, and then I'd get fired or I'd quit in a huff and a puff. And then I'd go away and I'd start another business and that would fail and I'd go back to corporate and then so the cycle would repeat until eventually you become successful and then you develop a skill set that you know is the one that you need in order to be successful, see. But, um, but yeah, it, you just have to decide. This is all BS. Which one am I? Am I born one or am I not one? That's all BS. You must just decide. Because when you decide that you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to solve that problem, then the, the, the universe gets out your way and then the details just, you don't need to worry about that. All you need to decide is, well, what's to your point about the vision? It's like, what's, what is the thing that I'm building? Like, I don't know. I'm curious about what that will be, though. Uh, but it's, that's the only choice you need to make. And you need to make that properly because you're going to be tested. You know, the real world's very different. You know, it's a scary place. And you, you are going to be tested and you're either going to wither under the pressure of it or you're going to grow as a result of it and become and rise above the challenge, right? So it's about just deciding because that's your ultimate power, right? It's like I'm going to be this person or I'm not. You know, your peer, your peer group matters. So like if you decide you're going to be an entrepreneur, then you need to surround yourself with people who are entrepreneurs. Because you're literally the byproduct of your peer group. If you hang around with 10 drug uh, addicts or people who are doing drugs and drinking alcohol and stuff like that, I can promise you, you're going to be number 11. Yeah? It's very, very, very important. Yeah? What limitation would you put on risk-taking in a business? What limitations? Um, I don't have a risk radar, so I just go and do it. <laughs> But, um, but again, it's your, it's, again, it comes back to you, right? So you want to be careful. You can't just want to build a big business and for the sake of doing it. You have to be measured and you have to really think through risk because that's what it's about. So you have to manage risk. Risk is, you know, that's what the really great entrepreneurs do is they manage risk. It's like, do I say yes to this client that's not part of my core business? Or do I say yes to them? And if I say yes to them, what's the effect going to be inside my business? How will my team feel about it? If I'm telling my team that we're doing technology business only, technology businesses uh, only, and then we take on a pharmaceutical client, it's a horrible client, it's a horrible industry, you can't do anything. It's not the right, you know what I'm saying? Now I have to make a choice. But this one's paying me 10 million and this one's paying me a million. Now I must manage the risk of saying no versus the risk of saying yes. So you have to be honest with yourself about what you do, why you do it, and how you're going to pull this thing off. Because if you make a bad decision, because everything in business is risk, if you make a bad decision, right, it's going to really mess up your day. <laughs> okay? It's going to be a hundred times 
right, right, the pain if you make a bad decision. If you make a good decision, it's only ever times 10. Makes sense. You've got to make lots of good decisions to get to 100, but you make one bad one and suddenly you're there. Right? So that's, that's the reality. It's a juggling act. The only thing that you can do is, is get, get experience, right? So to, um, to, again, speak to your peer group, your mentors, people that have been there, done that. There's no business that exists today, right? That's very, very few that haven't been built before or similar businesses or entrepreneurs that have gone through the emotion of being uh, a failure or making mistakes or whatever. Like there's someone's been there and done that. All you need to do is find that person and then reach out to them, right? And then say, cool. This is what I'm having as a problem. How can you help me do it? Or what did you learn when you went through that thing? You can reach anyone today. Anyone, right? Um, but it is about managing risk and understanding that decisions matter. And how do you make the best decision? Well, it's about being informed. It's about testing your decision with people who have more experience than you. Like I believe in this thing called triangulation. So if I'm thinking this thing, right, I'll go to Taylor and then I'll go to Sanjana and then I'll go to you and I'll go, hey, I'm thinking this thing, what do you think? And then you say it's a bad idea. She says it's a great idea and she says it's a great idea. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then it's probably a great idea. But their opinions don't really matter, right? It's your decision, your opinion that matters. You know, your truth, that's the thing. This edition of the Map Round Show is brought to you by networkspace.co.za. In fact, our studios are here in building number four at Network Space up in Johannesburg. These guys have made us a huge deal, have really bent over backwards to give us the kind of service that most exciting businesses deserve. If you want more information about Network Space, you can actually come and check out our studio. We are always open to meet new entrepreneurs and business owners from around the country, and you can do that right here at networkspace.coza. In today's fast-paced world of technology, it's not enough to grow. You need to grow your business quickly. When speed is the new currency of marketing for technology businesses, you need to get to market in days, not months. Seven days. That's all it takes to get our tech clients from initial engagement to market. It is time to stop reacting and start dictating with the lightning strike from Digital Kung Fu. It's time to tell your story. Dream is Dojo, solving tomorrow's challenges today. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.